Hey, welcome to that badass podcast. I'm Kaylee, your realistic nutritionist, helping you find the balance between green smoothies and red wine. And I'm Ashley, the creator of Royally Fit, that went from obsessive exercising and calorie counting to living a free, unrestricted, and badass life. We are here to build a tribe of babe-supporting babes so you can thrive in your fitness, health, and mental wealth. So if you like to keep it real, raw, and controversial, welcome. Let's get started. Boom! Nailed that shit! (laughs) After like 18 tries. Hello, welcome back to That Badass Podcast. We are hanging out today with Sean McLean and Amanda Wagner, and we are going to be talking about homeschooling. We're going to be going over points about like what made them decide to do homeschooling. What kind of um, kickback have they gotten from society and how do they deal with that? What are the reasons, uh, or sorry, what are the resources that they use? And what if their kids want to go to secondary school? So we're going to be going over all the questions. We're very curious to learn about this, both Kaylee and I. And it's basically a podcast to decide if homeschooling is right for you and your family or not. And they're so gracious to come here and share all of this with us. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Mm -hmm. So let's start with some rapid fire so our listeners get to know them. Let's do it. So I see you guys are drinking some Starbucks right now. (laughs) What are you drinking? Black Americano. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Oh, both the same. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right, then. Well, that was quick. <laughs> um, what is your favorite way to work out slash move your body? We both do this CrossFit. It's going to be annoying how we have all the same yeah. answers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we both belong to a CrossFit gym and love the weights. Yeah, basically signing up for CrossFit too, just to keep up with the kids. Um, because I was, there was a few times years ago I was gassed coming home from the park. <laughs> like, I need to do something because these guys are going to kill me if I don't. So, yeah. Um, it's been about a year and a half. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Um, what is your ultimate, not necessarily nutritious, comfort food? I think I'm going to go ice cream. I'm going to go ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about the chips. Yeah. Oh. I will crush chips <laughs> all Same. day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chips are my kryptonite. Whenever someone says chips, I'm, I feel like I'm like connected to them. I'm like, I get it. I'm a chip connoisseur. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Connoisseur. Start salivating. <laughs> um, I have a question. Yes. Um, where did you two meet? We met at a music studio. Oh, cool. So we actually wrote a song together. Um, I can't even Let's break. Yeah. Sing it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah, um, we have a mutual friend, um, and he was an owner of a music studio in Whitby, actually still is, and... I showed up there one day to meet with my friend and he walked in because he was apparently just always there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we decided to collaborate on a song. I was doing <laughs> I was doing an independent film at the time as well and we needed music for it. So um, the director Starring asked me. Starring in yeah. <laughs> an independent horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. So yeah, cool. The girl running, running up I the stairs it. and she should be I running at the door. Today, I've to... always wanted to be the girl that's <laughs> running up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. And how it's long a... ago was that? How long have you been together? No, I'm trying to think about that. So that was... Um... 2008, I think. 2008, you're right, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, when you say you collaborate, I know you play guitar. Mm-hmm. Are you the singer? Mm-hmm. Well, he also sings. Oh, okay, yeah. So we wrote the song together. Yeah. Um, I would say he's definitely more of a songwriter than I am. And Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just sang a song for this horror movie. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. <laughs> I want to so backtrack cool. a second. I want to dive deep here. Okay. Sure. What's your favorite kind of ice cream if it's your favorite food? <laughs> Well, favorite food is well, my sorry, favorite, cheat, like, like, indulgence. Yeah, yeah, your indulgence. Um, 
which is funny because, okay, so we just did this Instagram questions thing the other day and we did rapid fire questions and I answered my favorite food as green things, which I got a lot of questions about <laughs> what the hell are green things. Um, but it's true. Like I love asparagus. I love broccolini. I love lots of green food and my favorite ice cream is mint chocolate, chocolate chip. chip. Yep. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. I didn't even connect that. Yeah. And then yeah. what about the chips? No. I oh, need to see if chip. you actually are a chip lover. <laughs> yeah. My favorite chip. What do you know um, chips? Anything. The crunchy ones, I guess. Like I, I, I'm not. I'm not anything. I'll just you throw a bag. Of, no, okay. I'll tell you what. I won't eat. I won't eat Cool Ranch Doritos. Interesting. Not a fan. That's fair. Not I, I fan. feel like that about zesty Doritos. I'm yeah, like, Ew, yeah. Get out of here. Any Dorito, <laughs> really? It's good. Um, not a fan of the Doritos. Oh, I love them. I know. I'm just a, not that one. <laughs> sorry, you just lost your Dorito sponsorship. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no. I uh, dill pickle, maybe salt and vinegar, plain. Mm-hmm. I like it. Barbecue, I like it. all mm-hmm. of it. I love it. Yep. Very cool. Okay, I have one more question for you guys, a, a little bit deeper here, Sean, if you can handle it. Is, yeah. um, what book have you guys read recently? And like, what book would you suggest? Did you know it was going to be a He's question? He's going to steal no. my answer. He's going to steal my answer. Well, okay. Do you want to answer this? Yeah, I do. Sure. <laughs> um, the Illusion of Money by Kyle Cease. I don't know if you've heard of Kyle Cease. He's a no. transformational speaker. Used to be uh, a comedian, like a like still famous is, comedian, guess, but he's not. hilarious, sarcastic. He's, I just I love him. Um, I was introduced to him through a podcast, actually through the Lewis Howes podcast. Yeah. He was that's why about. I know his name. Yeah. Okay. I'm like that name of that book. I'm like, I've heard it many times. That's yes. why I just wrote it down. Cause I'm like, I know people have recommended it to me before. Yeah. So this fell in our lap, bought the book immediately, read it. I actually, <clears throat> I actually is, read it aloud to Sean in the evening. <laughs> I don't really read books. So Amanda read the book to me. Yep. And I'm like, this is the best book you've ever read to me. (laughs) That is love. My man doesn't read a lot either. Like he is more like he'll read like articles and things, but he's not like a big book reader. I fall asleep. Yeah. So maybe I should just start reading to him. I read. (laughs) 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 To fall asleep. (laughs) At nighttime, I read novels to fall asleep. In the morning, I read self development. Nice. So like it, so like my nighttime, I couldn't even tell you what novel I'm reading right now. That's how much I don't pay attention. It's literally a sleeping aid. Right. Wow. Yeah. So this Kyle C's book, Illusion of Money, I did end up rereading it Mm -hmm. uh, once we were done. And, and we bought uh, the audio version as well, yeah. just to listen to it. Because cool. it's a game changer. It. It's, mm-hmm. it's done a lot. It's just talking a lot about like your money mm-hmm. mindset and stuff, or it is. So talking about our blueprint, um, and then it's more so about ourselves and how we view money and how yeah. we are the abundance. Like if you think about every dollar you've ever earned was because of you and your energy, and not because of outside circumstances. So I just loved how he dove into that, and it gives you more permission to be what you want to be in this life and do what you want to do um, and stop letting money have this reign on your life over your worth or over like who you are because of your money. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very okay. Cool. I'm definitely going to read that book. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Okay. So let's move on then. Cool. Um, I think that's actually kind of a cool segue t- for everyone to know what you guys do. So before we get into the questions about the homeschooling, what do you guys do for a living? I mean, you're obviously into self-development mm-hmm. you guys are talking about mm-hmm. that. So share with us. Go ahead. Um, I'm a creative um, I used to say, <laughs> well, I used to say, gr- I used to say graphic designer, but I feel like that's pretty limiting mm-hmm. and I, I create music, I create in the kitchen. So, you know, I, I don't want to be so limited, uh, now. And then, so whenever someone asks me, it's like, yeah, I'm a creative, whatever you need. I, I like that answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's actually from Kyle Cease. I think some of his teachings, it's like, you stop 
putting yourself in this little box, you know? And um, so, uh, I mean, uh, so essentially if you were to find me online, you would find uh, on my account, like I create logos and, and uh, like graphic design related Branding. things. Um, but I just love to create in general. So it's, yeah. I like that. Thank you. So to answer that question though, you earn a living through your graphic design right. and through branding and stuff like that. Yes. You have clients that pay you for that. Yeah. Um, so myself, I earn a living through Young Living. Um, so I was introduced to essential oils about six years ago, and I just started using them for my family and actually was very against the network marketing model. Um until I got out of my own way, but a year later, and realized that I was not understanding what it was and what it was actually doing for my family. Mm -hmm. um, and once I sort of embraced it and opened my mind to what it could be and how it's changed from the 90s, which is what I was sort of putting in this box of another company from the 90s that my family had a really bad experience with. Um, once I got over that, uh, yeah, so I've really embraced the network marketing model with Young Living and it's been very successful for us. And I've met a lot of people and I now lead thousands of women and families and it's really fun. Wow. Yeah. That is you. so badass. Yeah. I really love fun. that. Very cool. Okay. So this, this lifestyle has obviously allowed you guys to choose to do homeschooling. Mm -hmm. So my first question is, were you guys homeschooled or is this, is this a decision that you guys made independently when you became parents? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wasn't, you weren't. I, I wish I was now that we're kind of going through it and experiencing it. And that's no dig at my parents, you know, they're, they did mm -hmm. the best they could. Um, and with what they had and what they knew, but I mean, in comparison to what I got out of school and how I felt in school and comparing what our kids are doing with our lifestyle and with like the travel or just like little experiences throughout the day. Um, yeah, I would I would redo it in a heartbeat as as a little five year old staying at home or or traveling or mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So back in the eighties when I was born, um, my mom only had six weeks maternity leave, so I was like daycare to elementary public school to high school, um, and I also really excelled. School seemed to come very easily for me, so. I was great at the social aspect. I was great at academic things. Like I just went in, did what I was told, showed up, checked all the boxes. So to my parents' surprise, when I graduated with honors and all the things, um, they were expecting that I was just going to be going to university. But that didn't make sense for me. I didn't understand why I was going to go into debt when I didn't know what I wanted to do. I felt like I needed to go out and sort of get my bearings, figure out what I want to do. Like, I'm not just going to go to school to learn general topics. Um, and I ran away to California, which my mom didn't talk to me when I did that. <laughs> um, so I ran away to California when I was uh, just turned 19. And I ended up nannying there. And I met a woman who I was nannying for. And her daughter was in Waldorf school. And that was my first experience with a Waldorf style of school. Um, and it blew my mind. I couldn't believe, so I was, I was nannying or babysitting a nine-year-old little girl who never watched TV. She played with clay. She created art. We danced to Elvis. She had a pet snake. Like she blew my mind. And at the time, like Britney Spears was at like her height and I tested her like, how much pop culture do you actually know, child? Are you really this sheltered? And I said, do you know who Britney Spears is? She lived in California, and she said, I have no, like, is that your friend? Like, I have no idea who that <gasps> is. And it blew my mind at the time, because that was, like, the height of pop mm -hmm. culture for Britney Spears anyways. But um, 
I loved it. I loved who she was. I loved that she was creating. She was thinking for herself. I loved that. Um, it was a lot about emotional intelligence and less about book intelligence. It was creating a person who was going to go out in the world and know who she was and not be just told who she was or just be a consumer. So yeah, yeah that was my first exposure to anything outside of the public school world. So what was that school exactly? It's called Waldorf School. There's actually some in Canada. There's one in Toronto. And if it wasn't so far, I would consider sending my girls there, even just part-time. It's con- it's similar to the Montessori like we were talking about, um, but it's more based on an idea that children under eight aren't programmed to sit at a desk and learn, that you have to incorporate play for their brains to actually want to learn. And that's how... We, and I mean, adults just grow up and fit into the mold and forget about it, but that's how we learn. When we're interested in something, we figure out how to do that, or we figure out how to get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. So the kids are the same way. They have to play. They have to be interested in it to want to learn about it. Um, So Waldorf style is more about creating experiences based on that child. So what are you interested in? Are you interested in nature and learning about the world around you outside, or are you interested in books? Do you like to escape to like imaginary land and books? So it's basically going the direction of where the kid seems to oh be pointed. God, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Which we've kind of adapted yeah. into our own home uh, to an extent. And um, yeah, just on your point of that, that crucial, that crucial point between, you know, up until like age five or six or seven, but developing those like coping skills and mm-hmm. and how to communicate or, or deal with feelings or if someone's mean to them or nice to them. Um, I feel like th- that's the time when, you know, we really need to be involved with, with helping the kids and not just kind of fitting them into this little box of like, here's how you think and, uh, or here's what to think. And, and here's the answer. And instead of like let it, mm-hmm. letting them figure them out itself. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, and I feel like we do that with our girls uh, to that ex- at extent with, um, like, if someone were mean to them at the playground, <laughs> we talked about this a little bit earlier, but we'll hear our girls say, like, oh, that hurt my heart. And then the kid's <laughs> just kind of looking at them like, like what? What? Yeah. Um, but they're, they're able to communicate with mm-hmm. them saying, hey, like, why are you being like this? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not cool. And, you know, so um, it's important to, uh, yeah. to develop those skills so young. That's That's amazing. That's one of the things I've liked actually the best since we've switched our daughter to the Montessori is that they talk about big feelings Mm -hmm. and that stuff wasn't addressed before. And so she would just come home and I've, I have, I actually read a book on uh, like childhood development. And I, so I have Mm -hmm. tried to do the whole talking about the feelings thing or even like addressing, you might feel frustrated right now or whatever, Mm -hmm. but like at her age, for me, it was more like maybe throwing a concept into her head still, right? Where like now she they're able to pull that out of her. And I love that. And she'll come home and she'll tell me like, I had a sad day or I was sad at this point or I had a happy... And it's not just about this is what I did, right? which is really right. cool. And like mm-hmm. they're actually teaching us a lot at this... Well, I say they, I mean Pam, Miss Pam, who's like running it. But like they're incredible. I'm learning so much. I'm yeah. like, I just want to like sit and pick her brain. I'm like, tell me more yeah. about my own child. Yeah. <laughs> so was this something you guys knew before you even started trying to have children you wanted to do or like how what led you to actually following through with this and doing it yeah because that happened when you were quite young you said 19 yeah. right so yeah and we didn't have our first daughter until we were I was 30 you were 32 um 
I think we've, with everything with parenting, we've kind of just crossed the bridge as we've come to it. We haven't gotten ahead of ourselves and planned. We've just been open to ideas. So I think before we actually had Romy, which is our firstborn, we sort of just, you know, that idea was kind of just floating around like, "Ah, I don't know, that would be something to explore because of my experience when I was 19 and learning about alternative schooling. I didn't, I didn't even know that was an option because of the way I was raised. You know, my mom was a working mom. She was a nurse and we went to school and that's just what it was. Um, but I think things are changing a lot now. Um, our generation is not the same as our parents' generation, even just like look at ourselves. We're all entrepreneurs in this room and that wasn't really the case in the eighties and beyond like earlier. So I think we just have more options now with, where do we want our child to go? Are we able to stay home with them or are we able to enroll them in something outside of just what we experienced? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So would you say that then you guys didn't make this decision until your first daughter had to be like, say like registered for school. So if you're saying that you didn't make this decision until Mm -hmm. you crossed that bridge, Mm -hmm. like you didn't know this when she was like born. No, no. Okay. No. And we're still even now, you know, we're always open to other yeah. alternatives. It's not just homeschool and following this curriculum at home. It's, um, you know, something that's come up recently is forest school. And it's like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. And what is it called? Forest, forest school. school. Mm-hmm. Oh. I've heard about this. Isn't it in Peterborough or something? There's or? so there's a, there's many. Few, yeah. yeah, there's um, there's the Happy Wanderer is local to here, Fiona Nixon. Um, she's close by here. I follow her on Facebook and I'm in the Happy Wanderer group. Um, but there are some Montessori slash forest schools. Um, one of our girls, little buddies goes there and yeah, so it's basically, I mean, every school is different. So if it's a full forest school, they come dressed for whatever the weather is. It doesn't matter. They are outside. Yeah. Yeah. So they are dressed. I would have loved that as a kid. (laughs) Oh my God. So they, they're prepared lunch or they bring lunch and it's about being outside and learning about the season. What's going on this season? So they're tracking animals. They're learning about, you know, what the trees provide, maple syrup. They're doing that. They're exploring. They're learning how to make fires. Like it's the best. <laughs> that is, because I, my, like I was saying to you guys earlier, like I'm a naturally hyperactive person. And yeah. like for me in school, when I was told I had to sit and be quiet, I could like feel like it felt like it was bubbling up inside Aww. me. And every report card, like I did well in school, but it was always like, Kaylee likes Aww. to talk to the other kids. Kaylee right. distracts the class. And I'm like, yeah. Poor Kaylee. But I mean, luckily then they still had gym every day. Yeah. They still had like longer recess. It's like mm-hmm. now I'm hearing it's like they have gym twice a week for 20 minutes. And I'm like, I would never have survived that. No. Yeah. I would have been kicked or I would, I would have been put on some sort of medication for being ADHD or something. Yeah. 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 And but, it's funny how, how it's like, oh, she just wants to talk all day. And I know. So we get that question. It's like, well, how are your kids going to socialize? <laughs> well, think about how many times you socialize when you were in school and you're just scolded for you're it. You're reprimanded. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like clearly like to talk, hence why I, we got a podcast. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. No. Um, no. I yeah, that's I think that ties in with the concept, which is one of the reasons that just our guts tell us we haven't found a pub, public school that fits our situation. We just we're not against it. We're not like pro or or like against yeah. Pro not, or against you're not it. anti. Yeah, anti, sorry. Um but we just haven't found one that we like. We haven't even found a Montessori that we're aligned with. Like we've looked 
at them. And we ask our kids all the time, would you like to try school? Would you like to try getting on the bus and going here and doing this? And we go by what they say, but it's that concept of um, every kid has to fit this mold and every kid has to reach milestones at the same time and, you know, hit these benchmarks. And I just don't think that's true. And when you get in the real world too, it's not the case. Like, it's just not, we're all different and we all have different gifts. So amazing. So Okay, I'm going to actually ask this question first. So how do you guys actually school your Mm -hmm. kids? What does that look like? What does a general day look like for you guys? So I would say, first of all, I personally don't consider ourselves teachers. We're more facilitators. We're supporters, encouragers. (laughs) Yeah, It's like, wait a minute. Yeah, I'm not a teacher uh, or a kindergarten teacher, so let's figure something else out. Yeah, like we don't follow any curriculum or, like I said, milestones. Like you have to be learning. Like, for example, our uh, five-year-old, knew her uppercase, lowercase, and numbers at 18 months. And we have it on video. And like, we were blown away. I'm like, I didn't teach her this. You teach her this? Like, how does she know all these blocks? She had these blocks that had uppercase, lowercase, and you could show her and she knew them. Whereas our second is far different. She's just not interested in learning (laughs) exact letters. She'll sing the ABCs and they'll be all over the place. Throwing a poop halfway through. (laughs) 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 Right. So it's like, that's just not her time. But um, we, we do have books, so we, you can get them from Indigo, you can get them online from Amazon, or even, I think I I got picked one up from Loblaws in their book section. And it's just, it's copying letters, copying numbers, learning patterns, uh, blending colors was something that we were doing recently, learning primary colors and secondary colors and that kind of stuff. But we have these books and we do them occasionally. And when they get done or bored we say okay on to the next thing you've done 20 minutes like if you're starting to look around and itch and whatever like you don't have to sit here and continue to do this until you're interested when we were in florida we just went to florida as a family for two weeks we brought along one of romy's books so five and three more so it's the five-year-old that will sit down and do a book and she chose many times to sit and do that and work on things and she was adding and subtracting like crazy she taught herself how to swim like while we were gone. So when kids are interested and it's more a fun environment, they want to On learn. Time. Yeah. She's asking so many questions like, mommy, how did you learn how to read? Can we read more books so that I can learn how to read? And we've had these books and we've sat down with her and tried to read over the years, but it's now that she's five that she's interested. She wants to do it. So I think when kids are interested, they will, they will show up. Yeah, and to that point too, we're, so we're not following a, a curriculum. We're not... Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess on the on the the range of the gamut of like homeschool to like radical unschooling or whatever you call it, we're somewhere in the middle. Um, and but a lot of the learning say comes from uh, and Frankie, our youngest, her situation is she loves to cook, so she'll help me cook. And while we're cooking, we're measuring, we're counting things out. You know, so she's like cracking all the eggs. There's no shells in there. It's mind blowing. Like I couldn't do that at three, mm-hmm. but, um, but she's interested in it. So if I'm like calling out things or like, Hey, what does this say on like the packaging or whatever, or what letter is this? She's actually interested in figuring it out instead of like, all right, let's sit down for mm-hmm. 10 minutes. That and- is just right there. You're teaching her like fractions. Mm-hmm. Right. Like for me, math was awful. And like, mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm scarred from how like I was like, <laughs> I had tutors and I just couldn't do it. But like, I loved to cook as a kid too. And I remember with my mom, I'd be like, okay, we're going to double the recipe. So that's at a third of a cup. If we're doubling it, what does cool. that mean? Right. And like, yeah. I would, that to Made me sense. would click, and you're but excited on paper and, you're and pen in class when I'm told I 
didn't do well, I'm like, oh, I'm a failure. Aww. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, I just love that they're still getting those lessons, but like practical hand on and they're enjoying the process and they're not having that negative association with fractions, for mm-hmm. example. Yeah. I'm not using calculus to make pancakes. So Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I want to get a bit more granular though. Mm-hmm. So what does an actual day look like? Because I know sure. some people at homeschool, yeah. they actually get up and they'll do like uh, we're going to play for this amount of the time outside. We're going to do this. Like, do you guys have a structure like that? Or you just no. get up and essentially it's just like you kind of follow their lead. Yeah. So we have them in a variety of activities. Um, it changes all the time. Romy just finished up private music lessons. So some days they have an activity that we're taking them to gymnastics, swimming, whatever. Um, but most days if we're home, we will just wake up whenever our bodies wake up, whatever we have to do that day. And um, there's some point in the day when we're creating. So we're either coloring or drawing or we're, we're outside pretty much every single day unless it's like hail or something. Um, we're pretty much outside every single day so they can move their bodies. And we are just creating as many experiences as possible for them to learn something else. So we're taking them places. Um, yeah, they help us with just everything we have to do in a day. So they help us with chores, um, things that are appropriate for their age, and they help us with cooking, like all of that sort of stuff. They'll, so They'll come to the gym with us sometimes too, So yeah. I mean, even, which is awesome, and we're so grateful to be able to do that. But, I was just going to say, I didn't know CrossFit actually did that. Yeah, Yeah. so we can bring them, and they'll like hang it on the rowers or, or, or hang from the uh, the rings or the bars. And so, I mean, they're, they're getting active. They're mm-hmm. interacting with other people. Um, well, our specific CrossFit gym does like a kids program too. So they have kids equipment available and they usually like, it's, it's such a warm family environment that they'll just allow them to come. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, so I actually made a list of when I was making this list, I'm like, man, my kids are so fancy. They're so cool. <laughs> um, but experiences and skill building activities that we look for um, to allow them to try something new. So we mentioned Forest School already. There's a theater academy that's near us that Romy's just become of age for that she's really interested in. Um, she loves singing and dancing and musicals and pretending and being on stage. So that she's signing up for in April. Uh, sports, of course, so we love all of the team things, gymnastics, dance, um, sport ball, those types of things. We also have them in a program called Junior Farger, Far- oh my God, Farmer's Program, <laughs> Junior Farters Program. Yeah, they're I mean, really good. I'm five and three-year-old would love that. <laughs> junior Farmer's Program. Pretty good at that. Yeah. Um, so this took place at a farm, do you remember what it was called? I want to say Windreach, but that's wrong. Anyways, somewhere Willow outside. Of, something. Yep, somewhere outside of like the Stouffville, Uxbridge area. Okay. Anyways, it was a program for kids their age, and they would go through one season. So it starts up in summer, spring, fall, winter, whatever. Um, and during that time, they go a certain day or two days a week at a certain time. They feed the animals whatever food, like or whatever um, vegetables and fruit need to be harvested that day. They go with like a farmer, and they're harvesting like we picked so many different things. They picked lettuce, they picked um, vegetables and they planted, they planted onions. Like they got to do farming type things and they learned about them. And then at the end there was like story time and they got to eat whatever it was that they had picked or. All the kids are sitting there (laughs) eating raw Brussels (laughs) sprouts. (laughs) (laughs) There's usually cut up apples available too, but anyways, so junior farmers we loved because it was like teaching them a lot about food um, and where food actually comes from. And they got to see like, oh, this is where a potato comes from before it comes to my house or before it comes to the grocery store. And then animals, of course. Awesome. Um, we've also done a kids yoga class. So they love to 
they learned a lot about breathing. I loved all the little techniques they would come home showing us how they were pretending to blow up their balloon and uh, yeah, and just a meditative state. And she, they would talk about like the sound bowls that the teacher used and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I wish I had that. Um, oh, there's another one called a girl's circle. So this takes place near Pawneepool and it's for various age groups of girls. Again, Romy has just become age of this. So it starts at five, but it goes all the way up to like teenage years and it's girls in their age group and they circle together on a certain day of the week and they learn knitting, cooking, um, various skills, but they also have that camaraderie and friendship of girls in the same stage of life as them. And they also talk about their bodies. They talk about like consent. They talk about um, menstruation. They talk about the changes their bodies are going through, which I feel like it's so important to have that conversation with girls, right? Yeah. So I love that. Um, Music class, like I said, private. So Romy was doing a lot of that because she's interested in it. Um, We've also considered foreign language coaches and tutors, which you can get at any time. I think that it's so important. I excelled at French. I should have taken it further. It's just natural for me. And I notice both of my kids, anytime we're around anyone who speaks another language, they'll get in the car and they'll pretend they're speaking that language. They're a sponge. They're a sponge to it. Kids, like they love language. So that's a great idea for somebody. Um, and then there's also early on groups. I don't know if you guys have ever heard no. of those. Okay. So in Ontario, we have um, these free programs. It's called Early On, and it's from birth to, I think, age six you can go. They have them at the library. They have them at various public oh, yes. schools. Yeah. Yeah. Have gone to those. yeah. Yeah. So it's in a classroom, and depending on the day, sometimes it's geared more towards like moms and toddlers or moms and breastfeeding babies, um, and it's support more so for the mother or father, if the father's there too. Um, but most times it's like a kindergarten classroom that you get to play with your child. So you get to use their resources, make crafts, um, do Various the singing circles. Stations, you know, like, yeah, like so it's basically station, a kindergarten classroom, station, right? Crafts, yeah, but the parents stay. So you're interacting with your child and learning what they're interested in and watching them play. And they're so excited that you're there and they get to show you everything that they do. So there's so many things available to people that want to um, try something different than the public school system. Um, so but don't where know do what. you find all these things? Is there like a resource or like you were saying a Facebook group mm-hmm. earlier for a particular, like the forest school or whatever, yeah. but like, how would you know where to go and find these things? Yeah. So honestly, Google's your best friend. Um, or, or just word the, of mouth. Yeah. Uh, word of mouth too. There's been, we have a lot of like-minded friends. This that podcast. Are at, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, that are at the same stage in life and they've recommended like, oh, there's this homeschool group in Peterborough, you should come and try it a couple times. And then from there, you're around other parents that are sort of in the same area, like same lane as you, and they're trying the same types of things you're trying so that they're able to offer, hey, have you heard of this? Or my friend just started doing this, or there's this program available. Um, so word of mouth is great, or you can just search. Yeah. The Facebook has a group for everything. So you look up like homeschool programs. Yeah. Homeschooling okay. groups in my area. I know that there's one even, there's one close to us in Enniskillen. Wait, no. Enniskillen? Maybe. I think it's Enniskillen. Maybe, yeah. You met them, like a group of them, and they told you it was, I think it was Enniskillen. Anyways, um, we've never joined a homeschool group, but they do exist. There are crews that mm-hmm. like move together so that their kids are all sort of experiencing the same thing and they have like that vibe of like a like a classroom yeah, crew. Cool. Yeah. Okay. That exists. I have another question. Yeah. yeah. What if somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, great. Love mm. the concept. Sounds right up my alley, but both my husband and I work full yeah. time. How yeah. does somebody manage something like that? And how do you get your kids to participate and kind of follow that 
that like homeschooling, like I don't want to call it curriculum, but like style, Mm -hmm. if you can't be the one that's leading it? I feel like I have a two-part answer to this. Sorry, babe, to take over here. Um, I feel like you could find somebody that would likely agree to include your child in their homeschool group and basically watch them. Do you know what I mean? Like almost like a daycare type situation. I feel like you could find that if I'm sure it exists, but our answer and what has been our experience is we started moving towards the life that we knew we wanted. So Sean used to work downtown Toronto. He was in his career that he went to school for and he was being promoted. He was going up the ranks and we just decided this is not you going this way is not leading us down the path that we actually want to be as a family. We need to make some and changes. Going this way means like away from home 13 hours a day, yeah. sitting in traffic, commuting, missing so many milestones, and then just this toxic relationship. Like I would leave in the morning and Romy would be crying because I'm leaving. And then by the time I got home, she's crying because I'm putting her to bed, right? Yeah. So it's it was just a toxic uh, environment, toxic relationship for us. For I mean, us. that's it's that's a common situation. Oh, sure. like, I remember but, when I would say, "Oh, Sean's never around; he never sees them." I would get these stares, like, "Yeah, that's life, babe." And isn't yeah. that crazy <laughs> though, that that's what it, is accepted as right, like, the social that's norm? Normal. Yeah. yeah, and then people probably fewer. I bet you get some of that. It must be nice, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, because I I chose that mm-hmm. this is more important to me, and this is the decision that I've made. And Justin and I have—that's my partner. We've talked about that a lot of how backwards it is that like, especially when you think about the States where they, they have like four to eight weeks of maternity leave. And I'm like, the biggest miracle in all of life is creating new life. Mm-hmm. And then you have to just chuck your kid in like a daycare and then go to work. Like, it's just so heartbreaking to me. Like, I can't imagine having at eight weeks to be like, okay, you're in charge of my babe. I got to go work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have another question that I wanted to ask. Yeah. Everything you're saying sounds amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> so on board. Great. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, that's all great. What happens when they get to like, let's say 13, 14, mm-hmm. or what would be like grade seven and eight? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know how to do grade eight math anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How do you actually ensure that they are not, that you're not doing additional harm so that all of a sudden they're 17 and they're like, I have no idea what this is. Like, how do you make sure they don't, they don't slip through any cracks? Yeah, yeah. that's, that's a valid point. And we thought about that too. Yeah. Um, I think really, so at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is just create the best version of them, right? So um, I don't feel like we need to worry about them falling behind because whatever they're going to end up doing when they when they reach, say, 19, whatever, um, they, we've kind of helped them, guide them through this path of like, I'm so interested in music, I'm so interested in drama or, or cooking or whatever it is that... Um, we kind of nurture that, right? So by the time you get there, you've already uh, absorbed and, and obtained all these things that you're, you're going to need to then move on to the next step. So to that point, we we heard this podcast uh, with an interview. Her name was Summer Jean, and she was homeschooled back in a time where it's like even like kind of rare to even hear anyone doing it. And now she's like a world famous glass blower, and but she, you know. Would she have become that if she just followed this kind of like yes. sit here, do this, do this, now go to school, uh, yeah, well, get this kids security job, retire and die, right? You can be so, a lawyer, you can be a doctor, you yeah. can be a cop, you can be a nurse, you can be this. And that's another thing Justin and I always talk about is that as kids, we didn't understand that everything is a job. Anything that yeah. you're interested in, especially mm-hmm. now, there is a job for it. Mm-hmm. And so I don't remember 
calculus and algebra or the things I learned in right. history class in grade 10. But I naturally remember the things that I was excited about. Cooking is one of those things mm-hmm. for me. So I, I love that you're letting them explore and encouraging them to keep continuing to learn and knowing that you can get a job with anything that excites you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Everything's so a job. You, mm-hmm. Once you get to that point, I mean, are you, you're you not really concerned about what you didn't obtain that really doesn't matter because yeah. you had no interest in it anyways. Yeah. Maybe somewhere down the line you might want to figure it out. Well, there's we have so many resources now. Like if I Can think YouTube back... YouTube anything. Yeah. <laughs> if I think back to the time when I first picked up a guitar uh, and then I had to go to a certain teacher who which I didn't really relate to, I ended up just kind of teaching myself. But if I were, say, following in love with a, a guitar now at the age I did, with YouTube and with all the resources we have now, it's it's insane. The kids are so lucky. Yeah. Um, so to get to a point in your life where you're you're kind of like, hey, now I want to learn how to cl- cl- do glass blowing or whatever, you can figure that out and do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we live in a time when um, we have like the greatest access to information through the internet. And opportunity. Yes. And I feel like this is just my personal opinion and experience, but I feel like um, the school system right now isn't setting people up to be a creator. It's not, you know, it's not nurturing the entrepreneurs of the world. It's sort of setting people up to fall in line you know, raise your hand when I tell you to Jump say yes or say no. Belt. Yes. And just get a job. This is what you do. Find that security. Go to like, university, yeah. put yeah. yourself massively in debt. Right. And then get a job and always be And then in change debt. your career. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I realize to, you don't love it. I completely agree with you guys, but yeah. I have to play devil's advocate yeah, for the sure. people that are listening. So there's two parts to this. So first as a parent, what if like for me, I like my job. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, I know for me to be a good mom, I could not spend the whole day mm-hmm. with my daughter. Mm-hmm. It would not work for us yeah. and it would not work for me. And so like, but I love this. So how could I nurture her? I know you said like there's some things, but like when she's getting up to eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, like how would that look for her? Yeah. So I feel like it would depend on if you're not the one staying home to homeschool her, it depends where she's going. So say she stays with Montessori and that just works for your family and she feels great and you feel great. Um, she will naturally go down the road of probably staying in Montessori all through but they, secondary. Do they they do it all yeah. the way up to secondary? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. So I was going to say something um, last time. Oh, there's an account that I love called Stark Raving Dad. And he's an unschooler. He has four children that he unschools. I think unschools. I've seen that. Yeah? Yeah. yeah he's I think I, yeah, I yeah. that to you. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I really want to write it down. What's it called? Yeah, Stark, Stark Raving, Raving Dad. Yeah, he was really cool. Yeah. He's great. Is, is he the so, one that just sat there and let his kid just cry on like that one video that went uh, viral? I saw that video. Probably And not. he just sat there and like like just like rubbed the kid's back. Oh, I did see well, that, but that I don't think that was you rubbed me. Uh, I don't Massages th- later. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't He's, think I did okay. see that video and I loved it. But, but it was the whole concept of just nur- yep, it was just, just nurturing them. Yeah. yeah, just being there. Yeah. Okay. So he actually answered this question. Somebody asked this question to him, like, okay, but what about what if your son who loves books at this? He's only twelve. What if he wants to be a lawyer? What are you going to do? And his answer was. Um, not just we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but he's like, my job as his parent or facilitator of this journey of learning is to teach him how to learn. So when he's ready to learn something, he knows where to go to find his information. He knows how to seek that out, to find who is going to be able to teach me this. Um, He said, so you can always do a test and go to post-secondary. You can always do that. So if you no, I want to be a lawyer and this is what I need to learn in order to keep going on that path. 
you can seek that out because now you know how to learn. You know where to go to find your answers and to get the education you need for that specific job. So he said, so I'm not going to waste my time or my son's time filling him up with things he may or may not need. So trigonometry, for example, like how often are you using that every day? Oh, every day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Every day at 6 (laughs) a.m. But you know what I mean? Like there are some careers that rely on that and you learn it when you need it, when you know that's where I'm headed. I'm going to need this skill. So I better learn it now. Okay, because that was kind of my second question is like, yeah. what if your child is showing interest in going to school? What if mm-hmm. not everyone has, and I hate to use this word, but like the growth mindset. And like yeah. some people like, I just want to go and I just want my nine to five. Yep. I want to go home. Like that, they thrive off that. Yep. That gives them comfort and For that's sure. where they're comfortable, mm-hmm. right? So like, what would you do if that is your child? Like, like, and they're like, hey, I want to be a nurse. Like, yeah. That's what I want to do. And cool. I'm like, Awesome. Okay. So then I've just homeschooled you. How do we start going down that path? I don't think education's ever a waste. I don't think what you've done up until they decide they want to go to that school um, has been a waste. You've probably really supported them and set them up for an emotionally stable rest of their journey and support them. So what, what, like, so, but my question is, is like, what happens if, so say Rowan is like home with me until she's 16, 17 and yeah. she's starting to think about like where she wants or what she wants to do. Yeah. And she's like, you know what, mom, I am only 16, but I know I want to be a nurse. And I'm like, okay, how do you start making like, like how all of a sudden do I like start sending out application or filling out applications for her to go to nursing school? Yeah. So actually that's a great question for me because my mom is a nurse and my sister changed careers and went back to school at in her 30s to become a nurse. Cool. So she had to, um, she had gone to high school and then she went to hairdressing school after high school, so hairdressing college, but she didn't have the qualifications needed for the nursing program. So she had to do a pre-health area before she was able to go into the actual nursing program, which was just the maths and sciences that she needed to meet that level. Once she took that test and passed, she was in the nursing program. And those are all online now, I believe. Yeah. There's tons of them. Like, So back home where I'm from, one of the t- teachers at my high school left. He had been a teacher for years and years and years. And he was like, there's got to be more. And he actually started what's called virtual high school. Oh, cool. And it started with like three people in his basement. And now... I don't know how many employees they have, but I know at one point they had over 150 Hmm. and their whole thing is about like, not everybody goes to school, whether it's illnesses, um, if they have some sort of disability or if people wanted to go back to school or maybe they just don't do well in school, they don't Mm -hmm. thrive in that environment and it's blown up and it's really, really cool. All the courses are like, they're just taught differently. You know what I mean? And it's like a little bit more creative and it's not just like sit on your computer and do this test. Like it's very stimulating and it's really blowing up. And a lot of people that never graduated high school Mm. are able or are able to go back finish or if they want to switch careers, like, Oh, I didn't get that math and science that I needed to get when I was in grade 11. Mm. So they can just go do it online, work at their own pace and boom, they've got everything that they need. And then they can go apply to colleges and universities. It would actually be interesting to see like a, uh, some stat of how many people actually ended up where they thought they would be after they finished college or university or whatever. And it's like, well, here's what I thought I needed to do. And I actually ended up over way over here where I had no experience in, but I kind of fell in love with this new thing. That's and, me. Yeah, right? I went to school because I was supposed to. Yeah. I went to Wilfrid Laurier. I was like, hmm, what can I do that I can still party a lot? Like 100%. <laughs> I chose communication studies. I was the bare minimum student. I was like, I just got to get my degree to make my parents proud. Yeah. You know, have those letters, da-da-da-da. 
I, at 28, was like, um, so I'm waitressing, and this college degree, university degree is not helping me find anything else. So I went back to school yeah. and became a nutritionist, and that's how then I met Ashley, and now I'm an entrepreneur, nutritionist, podcaster, right? All and the things, like you said in the beginning, from day one, you had an interest in the kitchen and creating and. Imagine if you just followed that yeah. all the way mm-hmm. through. Right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And that's and, and I'm only saying or asking these questions because I'm trying to be the devil's oh, advocate absolutely. of what no, people are asking. Because yeah. I completely agree. Like if you keep nurturing something, mm-hmm. like I'm not surprised where I ended up. Like I remember setting up obstacle courses in my house when I was like 10 years old, <laughs> and like that's getting Frankie. my parents to like time me while I did them. Like, <laughs> and then I would go and I would do like dances in front of the school and like, hey girls, do you want to come follow me? And I would like choreograph things. Aww. That stuff wasn't nurtured. It, I, it was nurtured. I would say at home and a, a little bit at school, but it's so funny that as you guys are talking, like, I'm like, yeah, all, everything I ended up doing was already there mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And it's just, but then I went through school and I'm like, wow, I excelled at music and gym and everything I enjoy now, but I kind of sucked at everything else. And yeah. And it's, I, sh- I shouldn't say I sucked at everything else, but nonetheless, you it just definitely wasn't to, interested. You did it because you had to. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, um, so no, I agree. Like, it's like whatever you're nurturing ends up being that ends up being you and that ends up being your career choice. But there are some people that might be like that little kid that like loves nurturing people and yeah. like likes playing doctor. And I'm like, so where do they go? Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's why I asked that question. I think because- naturally they would probably just end up still going down that path. Mm-hmm. If it's, if it's in you, it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, that's my question though, is that if it is in them, it's like, how do they mm-hmm. do that? So I, I know that you can do online courses, but are those ones going to be as well received when you apply to university and say you want to go to like a really nice university to get trained as a doctor and like, are those things going to be received as well? Mm-hmm. Um, so my niece, um, decided halfway through school that, uh, it wasn't for her. Like halfway through like, high school. Oh, sorry, high school. High school. Um, or maybe even closer to the beginning. She just, it just wasn't, it was too, she was too anxious, really. Mm-hmm. Um, going to school and following, like just being around that many people too. Like she's just such a sensitive person that it wasn't for her. So her mom supported her um, leaving school. And it's, you know, she didn't really do anything in between there. It wasn't like she was being homeschooled. It was just, my sister was kind of like, okay, are you just going to get a job? Like, what are you going to do? And it wasn't until she now has a little baby. So she's 19. She now has a little baby. She has now been able to go back. I love this resource. I have to show this out. She's been able to go back to school and they pick her up from her house because she doesn't drive um, on a little bus and they take her and her baby there and at the school where she's getting credits because now she knows I want to be an engineer. I need to get what I need to get through high school credit so that I can go to college. That's my plan. At this school that she goes to, which is a real school in Bowmanville, um, they bring in psychologists. They bring in people from Ontario Works. They bring in people to support her in all areas of life. There's childcare, so she can bring in her little baby. I know. Whoa. I know. So literally she brings in her little baby. She's there with other young mothers who are trying to finish their, um, high school GED. And there's child minding in the same room so that they can get their credits and do their testing. Everything's free. They're picked up and dropped off by a school bus. And they have also this support where she can ask questions about what am I going to do for housing in between this? How can I find places to rent? Um, What funds am I able to access from the government? Um, How can I get a job and find, you know, childcare? Yes. Which I did not learn in high school. 
like now that I am an entrepreneur, I'm like taxes. What? Yeah. what? Like all these things that I'm like, oh, I wish somebody would have taught me about like mortgages. Yeah. And you know, those day-to-day things where I'm like, but good thing I learned that an isosceles, what is it, a triangle? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much good. Like I had such a great experience through like public school system. I really did. Me not so much. Right. What why did you? Well, I mean, I just didn't care. I didn't really I just didn't have an interest in it. It's not like I had a terrible time. I just couldn't wait to get out. Uh And when I finally got out, I did end up going to to college for graphic design, but then now I'm connecting with people with all the same dreams and likes and ambitions and and it, it was exciting. So if that happened so many years before, and I was always kind of like interested in the arts and stuff. So um, it would have been exciting from a young age up until I was like 19, 20, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, school, I just, I, and like memories in school, I, if I had to like think back, like there's like maybe two days I remember of like my entire school career. And it's just like, mm-hmm. why? It's, uh, it's almost it's almost like babysitting up until you're 18 mm-hmm. and then it's I like, agree. Oh, here's a, it's like glorified daycare up until you're 18 and now you can move it out of the, out of the house and, and it's like, what are you going to do with your life? <laughs> I don't know. Run to California. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I think there's just so many, so many different avenues and you don't have to be at home with your kids. We love the idea of togetherness. So that's what we do. But I, there's so many avenues you can go down to, mm-hmm. to not, kind of fit within this box. I have to say, because I've been interested in homeschooling for a really long time, but it's always terrified me. And I've always been like, what if I fuck my kid up? What if it's like, I screw them up. But like just hearing of how many different resources and avenues and things that there are, like you're really helping like reassure me that there is a way to do it. And Mm -hmm. that there's not again, just one way to do homeschooling, but there's multiple different ways. But I am curious there's obviously way less of a stigma than there was 20, 30 years ago, but I'm sure you still get people that come at you that roll their eyes or they say, that's not right to your kid. They're not going to be socialized. What, what do you kind of say to those people? You know, what's interesting is it's kind of dwindled. We had that a lot. Um, not so much angry, but just concern (laughs) from our parents thinking, oh my gosh, but they're not going to, you know, get a job. Yeah. They were just thinking like, how are they going to learn math? Oh my gosh. Like, how are they going to get a job in this life? Because that's their experience. Mm -hmm. And even my dad has said to me with how we earn money and seeing our taxes and that we actually earn legitimate money. He's like, it doesn't make sense to me. It's not what I understood. I, you know, I went to school, then I got a job for 30 years, then you retire on a pension. I don't get it. That doesn't exist anymore. So it's not so much people who are sort of criticizing us. Um, More curious. I feel I'm stopped more about curiosity. So people will say when I have the kids say at a store, like on a Monday at two or something, they're like, oh, are you off school today, girls? And they say, no, we're homeschooled. And then I'll sort of get a look and they're like, oh. And I've had a couple people say, do you mind if I ask what made you choose that? Why are you like, why? What happened? And then they proceed to tell me their life story about how they wish homeschooling was more readily available when they had the opportunity to send their kids to school back in the day. So I don't know. I don't feel like we really get that a lot. Yeah, it, it, and anything in the beginning, I like I said, probably was at a, from a, like a good place. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. well, how, how are Concerned. What about math? What about socializing? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, which, obsessed with math. <laughs> I yeah, know. I know. And and math and, and science. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> not my thing. So, but it, I, I got for 
sell. Like, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, for socializing, like I, I take the kids to the park when all the other kids are out of school. So now they can socialize without being like, hey, stop talking to Jimmy and do what you need. It's like, no, go have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take them everywhere with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I find uh, it's funny um, that the idea of saying like, well, are you sheltering your children or whatever? Like, is that a thing that maybe people might be thinking about, which I completely think it's the opposite. Like we were in just in Florida and 99% sure we were going to do shark diving with the girls, which is, I think, completely opposite of sheltering them. <laughs> um, and Romy no, was... Like, actually <laughs> yeah. My mom and, was not pumped. And uh, <laughs> so we decided not to for the reason of, like, say, uh, seasickness. And then we had a 27-hour drive back home. And we're like, we don't want these two <laughs> sick little girls in the back mm-hmm. for 27 hours. But Romy was all about it. She wanted to, like, dive in with the sharks and, and just... That there is like this massive experience and what she can learn. And then she's obsessed. She's learning everything about sharks right now because she's totally obsessed and how important they are. And, mm-hmm. and she wants to hug a shark. Um, <laughs> and, um, Hugh, and Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman. She's, she's actually at the library right now. <laughs> I'm a little now, obsessed with Hugh Jackman too. <laughs> looking for Hugh Jackman books. Oh, but, so tired of answering um, Hugh Jackman questions. <laughs> but again, I, I think that's like the complete opposite of say sheltering your children, keeping yeah. them home. It's like, no, we're throwing them out there. It's like, Whatever they're interested in, this mm-hmm. is what we're going to do. And again, this would look different for every family. Yeah. Our family dynamic is that we are both entrepreneurs. We can work from anywhere. So we have the ability to be anywhere with them and to choose, okay, we're going to go to Florida for the next two weeks and see what's up in Florida. Everybody has that ability, <laughs> though. It's true. They yeah, haven't it's discovered like, it yet. Like their job, that's my thing, It's true. Right? Yeah. So like, like yeah. I, sure. let's use us as an example. Like my husband, like, I mean, maybe depending on the day, he might disagree. But in general, he likes his job. He makes a good income at his job. I wouldn't want to homeschool by myself. I wouldn't. Like I did not like being, a, let's say, a stay-at-home mom, even though I was actually still working for the year and a half. And I'm like, I, I'm too social. I need the mental stimulation. Like I, it just doesn't work for my personality. Yeah. So to be really honest in our experience, we didn't really receive a lot of, I mean, like angry or negative feedback, but we've had more curious questions. Um, I think if anything, our closest family members have been the ones that just come at us from a place of concern. Like how are they going to succeed in life? Um, (laughs) how are these flashcards like to our kids? I'm just kidding. Um, but they just want to make sure we know what we're doing (laughs) and we're not just keeping our kids around because it's convenient for us or whatever. So the questions we've received from strangers, more curious about why we chose homeschooling, what it looks like. Um, I appreciate those more because I think it comes from a genuine place of wondering like, what is this? Like, this isn't, this isn't what I grew up with. Can you tell me more about it? So I don't feel like we've really received a lot of negative no, criticism. It, it's, it usually like comes from a place of curiosity um, and for close family members, we've done <laughs> so many things against the grain for the past how many years mm-hmm. when we said we're going to homeschool, they're like, well, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there, it wasn't as crazy as some of the things that we announced years ago for other areas of our life. There, like so there being were, an entrepreneur, you mean? Entrepreneur, um, yeah, like quitting just, my secure job. We also, we went vegetarian like 10 years ago and that was a big problem for yeah, our family. It is, it is um, inconvenient So little for things, like just our choices in life as far as like... You go against medicine, the grain and that makes yeah. people uncomfortable. Yeah. It does, right? And sometimes then they often will project, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you say that you kind of had to like announce to your family then or did it kind of just come up in 
regular conversation. They're like, oh, did you register mm-hmm. Rami for school? Yeah. And you're like, uh, no, actually. Like, did, is that how it kind of happened? Yeah, I think because it little droplets started happening around the time Rami was two. And then when Frankie was born, it's like, oh, well, well, you know, will you guys go to school in Bowmanville or are you thinking? And I just said, I don't know. I just don't think we're going to do that. I haven't, I've looked into the schools in our community and none of them really seem like they're a fit for us. I think because we have the luxury, we've created the luxury mm-hmm. of not having to rush into a school. We don't have to be at a nine to five um, where for other people that would be more pressing. Like, we, okay, we've got to figure out the school thing because we have jobs and lives. Yeah. Whereas really, we, it's we need to figure out this daycare thing because we can't be at home with our kids. Well, mm-hmm. honestly, I think I think some people do thrive in, in school systems. I really do. Um, for us, it's just not a fit. We don't see how it fits into our lives. And um, we just value the emotional intelligence, which personally I think is missing from the school system aspect right now. And I just want to give that to them. If my kids decide when they're eight, nine, ten, whatever, that, hey, I want to try school this year, cool. Although We're going to enroll you in school. I, we'll uh, find a school for you. Around uh, the beginning of school this year, I took Romy to get her hair trimmed, and there was a boy probably eight or nine years old in there, and um, the mom said, oh, are you going to school? Are you getting your hair cut for school? And Romy goes, oh, I'm homeschooled. And then the boy turns to his mom. He's like, she gets to stay at home? Like, he's freaking out. And she goes, in your dreams, which is just crushing because just in your dreams, it's like you're trying to teach these kids to dream big and whatever. And here's this idea of what he could be doing. And it's like, yeah, not in your lifetime. Um, In the mom's defense, I'm sure that's not what she meant to do. Exactly, right? She just probably thinks like, no, I have my shit to do and you got to go to school. So... Um, but just his eyes lit up with the fact like, what? I don't have to go to school. He probably is eight. He's like, so I could stay home all day and play video games. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. well, it's not quite like that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But overall, so since making this decision, do you have any regrets so far? No, I definitely, I, I will say that I'm constantly analyzing and checking myself. So I'm constant like, reassess basically. Right. Did we yeah. make the right decision? Should she be going to school? Would she do better in school? Would she thrive there? Is she okay here? But I don't think you think not to interrupt, but that. don't you think that like, that's what every parent should be yes. doing more often anyways sure. is school and not just with school. Right. But like the fact that you're taking the time to actually assess the situation regularly and mm. not just going with the flow. Like you're, you're making a decision based on you and your family and its needs. And you're mm. also trying to undo years of programming. Mm. So of course you're going to be asking yourself these questions. Like, unless you're a full on psychopath that has like no (laughs) emotion, like when you have a whole upbringing of like, you just, you go to school, you go to university, this is what you do. And like that program has, is so deep, like in your neural pathways that like, of course you're going to ask yourself these questions. Mm -hmm. It's very normal and it is healthy. And we all should be asking each other these kind of questions. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you weren't, it would be odd. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're constantly learning as we go too. Like we've never done this before. We, luckily we do have some friends in our life who have homeschooled their children and their kids are like 18, 17 now. And they're doing incredible things that I, I wouldn't have dreamed of. Like one, he, he's got his own YouTube channel and he travels the world filming wildlife and creatures and crazy bugs and whatever. Um, and he's doing a great job at it and he's, he's killing it. So, uh, I mean, that's a great, like, oh, yeah, it's working. He it's, was able it, to find his zone of genius. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so for us, you know, we, we, we're not there yet, but it's reassuring. It's like, wow, this is pretty cool. Like, it, it, 
who knows what our kids are going to become. Right now, it looks like Romy's really into theater and Frankie's into like jumping off the roof. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, um, but so we just kind of nurture that and guide them. It's like, well, this is what you're into. Let's, let's figure it out together. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is cool. Okay. So I have a a more of a personal question for you guys is how do you guys work with each other? Not only like, I think that you guys can collaborate on your business as well. Mm -hmm. Plus you're working at home (laughs) all day. You're with each other all day. Yeah. How do you like each other so much? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd say one week, one week out of four, we're best friends. Stop. Sorry. One week out of four, you like me. (laughs) And the other three weeks. Stop. I'm just kidding. Now we, we're pretty cool together. Like, do you guys have any sort why. of like boundaries? It's like, okay, like once a week I need to get out and do my own thing. Like it's just like today is just an Amanda day. Yeah. Right. Or like today is just a Sean day or we have to go on dates or like, like how do you make that work without going insane? We- <laughs> it's true. I think this is a question that we've even asked each other. Like, why are we fine to spend this amount of time together? Um, I think we're both just so aware of the other's needs and it's never, we don't let things stew inside of us. We're communicating all the time. So it's like, you know what? This has been a heavy week for me. I feel like I just need to go out and see my girlfriends or, you know, is it okay if I just take two hours at the gym today? I feel like I just need to get the hell out of here. Um, We're both so like, yeah, go do that because we know that's going to come around. There's going to be a time when we need that too. Um, And we both, enjoy being with each other. We, I love him home all the time. I love our family situation. Like I love the way it looks. I love the dynamic Mm -hmm. of the kids being home. Well, I think to be successful in this, you would have to ensure that as a couple, you are strong and that you are communicating. And that was one of the things I noticed as soon as we started. I'm like, wow, when you said you'd been together for 12 years, I'm like, you guys have, you still have that like almost like new couple look. Like you just seem very into each other. And I noticed like the body language and it's like (laughs) to spend that much time together. A lot of people would go crazy, but because you focus on the communication and you're checking in on each other's needs yeah. and not making it just about you, mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, you'd have to be a strong unit if you're going to make this decision. We yeah. are well aware of like the times where we're just kind of like coexisting because I'm so busy with my stuff. She's, Amanda's busy with her stuff and then the kids. Like even today, hopping in the car, I was like, hey, it felt, <laughs> it felt like I said hi to her, like to her for the first time in like a week and a half or whatever, just because we've been so busy mm-hmm. with awesome things. I'm not complaining, but, um, so That's we are part of our life. Yeah. Too. We are aware yeah. where it's like, Hey, we, I, I feel like there should be a night or a day that comes up where it's just you and I, um, we're aware of those situations. And we even like, we'll have like separate dates with the kids too. Like I'll just take Frankie for the day, uh, or, or I'll take Romy for a day and it's like we have that that one-on-one and we're not always together so okay just, I have another mm-hmm. question on top of that is is that what you guys do when somebody needs to work so say Amanda needs to like crush a bunch of young living stuff mm-hmm. is, is it that when you go and you mm-hmm. take the girls like how do you fit work into all that that's my biggest concern yeah, I'm like I don't know how I could do both successfully I don't. This isn't, this scene is not without its challenges that we've had to grow through and figure out like, how are we going to make this work so that we both get stuff done? We're growing businesses, but also growing humans and also still trying to be a married couple and see ourselves. Yes. So we've definitely had to work through that. When Sean first left his job, um, Frankie was about nine months old and immediately when he came home, the idea that I was getting from him was I'm home now to relieve you from the house stuff. You go do you. So if you need to lock yourself in a room to do your videos, to emails, to do whatever, 
I'm here now. So you go do that. So he sort of took over a couple of things that he's interested in. So he took over cooking. He cooks all the time. So I rarely ever cook anymore. Whereas before I was cooking all the time. Now I'm like, great. Cause I don't super love that. I'll do it occasionally, but I don't super love it. Same so I'm here. glad that's off my plate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll do the things that help me free up time. But we, again, we're just, you know, we have to, because our businesses are ever evolving. We have to say, okay, what do you have on this week? What do you have on this week? Okay. So Monday and Tuesday, we're going to do this with the girls and I'm going to do this and you're going to go here. We both have set gym times that he'll go at six in the morning when the girls and I are still asleep. So it's great. Um, and then I go at nine 30. So that's our every day. We know that we have that. And then if we have something coming up with the girls, we know about it before it's happening so that we can plan for like a high five. Like, okay, you're going to take the girls at this time, or I have a client call or a meeting or whatever. So we, we, we juggle, but we're just, it's never the same routine. Yeah. We don't really have a, a heavy structured schedule but we have a loose idea of what what the week might look like. For the most part, all day long, I'm with the girls uh, while you're doing Young Living stuff. And then at night, I'll do my design. I was just going to ask, like, do you guys work a lot in the evening? Because yeah. I know when I was doing mm-hmm. both at the same time for a year and a half with Rowan, it was I would work during her naps and then again at nighttime. Yeah. I just felt like there was no off switch. So here I'm getting a little bit selfish and like asking the questions. I'm like, how the hell do you do it? Like... Mm-hmm. You do need to know chill. what, yeah, for sure, when to turn it off. And you, if you're aware to it, you'll, you'll see the signs when you need to just shut down. Um, but um, I feel like when you own a business, you never stop thinking about no, you the don't. business things. Yeah. 24 and hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. So then when you have kids home too, on top of that, and I'm sure you remember, well, you still have her, but it's just like, where do I fit in? Like when... When does this end? Sort of like when you go to a nine to five, you come home, you don't think about your work when you get home. You're like, whew, that was a day. And then you move on to your home life. Whereas when you're a business owner, you're constantly thinking about your business and then you have your child 24 seven too. So it's just about knowing. And again, it's going to change as your kid grows, as you grow, as your business changes, knowing boundaries, how much time in the day do you need for you? What do you need? What are non-negotiables for you? What do you have to do so that you can function as a good human? I think it's good for the girls, uh, for our girls anyways, to see that too. And, and I hate to say multitasking because I don't think everyone, anyone really multitasks. You kind of want prioritize, mm-hmm. um, put something in front of the other to, to get things done. But, um, but it's good to see like, you know, Romy and Frankie can see that I'm creating if I have to create during the day and I'm cooking and then we're interacting and it, like everything's just happening mm-hmm. and um, they're absorbing that too. And you can kind of see that in their play whenever they're playing. Like, I don't feel like there is like a hard stop, you know, because sometimes we'll get an email or a message or something. And it's like, okay, this is actually really important. I have to go do this right now. Mm-hmm. So we have to stop whatever it was we were doing or somebody has to take over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. I have another selfish question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bring on the um, selfish question. Okay. So uh, like I'm thinking about our situation. So we have one daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not interested in having any more children. Mm-hmm. We have one. I, I, I cannot successfully go on the computer without Rowan demanding my time. Like sometimes even if I'm on the phone, she mm-hmm. cannot handle me not giving her my full attention. So it is a rare occasion that I do both simultaneously mm-hmm. and only if it's very important. I, I find that like if when I'm with 
with her. She wants my mm-hmm. everything unless I throw in the front of the TV, which I don't right. want to do. Right. And so I don't know how I could do that with one child. And then also the piggyback question to that is, is do you think you could do this successfully without you both home? I think we could do it. I think the word successful might be questionable. <laughs> um, okay, so to answer the first part of your question, I give you so much props because I know what it's like to have one child with you and understanding that there is no other playmate there. You are the playmate or mm-hmm. otherwise, like you said, you're just getting the TV to babysit them. There's this program that we love called ABC Mouse. It's an online, you can buy it. It's an app or you can, we use our laptops for the kids. But when we know that we need them to focus on something and we don't want it to be the TV um, because we need to do a call at the same time or something, we open up ABC Mouse and it's like you, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. No, I haven't. Okay. So it's like a learning app and it's based on either their age group or their comprehension level, sort of like a kindergarten classroom. And it's about reading and numbers and books and whatever. So it's interactive. Pets and all these like little, cool. Yeah. So it's like a kindergarten classroom and they choose what area they want to go to. Do they want to color? Do they want to create things? Do they want to do puzzles or do they want to do um, reading stories or whatever? Anyways. So it's interactive and learning. Um, so you can have it on your phone or like I said, we use our laptop. So when we know that we need, we need focus time, I feel you, it can be really hard and you feel guilty yes. and you feel I, like the oh mom guilt the is debilitating. Yes. Like I, it's, it's so debilitating yeah. for me. I never expected it to be this intense. So like I was, yeah. I'm not even what I define as like an anxious person, but during that year and a half, I was so anxious that mm. my husband was like, I think you might need to start seeing somebody. Yeah. Cause it was just like, it was just like, go, 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 go right. all the time. And then I would be riddled with guilt because of my own shit in my childhood that if I wasn't giving her my full attention, right. I couldn't handle it. I could not get, I could not let my relieve myself of that. Yeah. So another situation is I have a girlfriend who, um, her oldest right now is in Montessori school and her youngest is three and she's home with her. She recently just hired a part-time nanny who comes in in her house while she's there working for two to three hours on a couple days a week just to relieve her so that she can have uninterrupted time to do whatever it is she needs to do to run her business. Um, before that, she felt the same way. Like, oh my gosh, what? Like, I can't wait till she falls asleep. Like I need to do something so she can nap mm-hmm. so that I can work uninterrupted. Um, I feel like that's going to look different for everybody. Maybe yeah. bringing someone into your home would be an option. Maybe it wouldn't be. Or um, having a play group. Maybe you have a play group with like-minded friends or something where you can say, okay, can you have them on Mondays? I'll have them on Tuesdays or something. Right. Yeah. I think when you, when we really want something to happen, you, you figure it out. You'll make it work. There's, yeah, there's the resources. We, you know, even getting creative with like, say having the girls learn uh, the alphabet or writing, uh, you know, like there was a bit of a pushback with Romy, like say sitting down with those books that that Amanda mentioned. So it's like, well, how can we get creative with like, spending 10 minutes at least. And so we, she has pen pals now, you know, a couple in the States. Like, where, like old school style? Yeah, old like style a, pen oh pals. God, and so I contact so the, their parents and they're like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And so she spent like forever <laughs> writing this note. And there's probably like 20 words total in this note, but it like took like an hour and a half and it was just like awesome. And she was so focused and so like interested so then there it is. There's your, your creative answer to getting her to to kind of like, I guess if you wanted to compare on like, how, how are they learning their letters and all this, this is a fun way to do it. So anyways, to your point, like how do you um, kind of juggle? Like, again, if you want something to happen, you're, you're, we're, all, the we're all pretty resourceful. We yeah. can figure it out. Yeah. 
I think though, um, the first step is the fact that you're aware, like this is not working. I feel anxious because I'm being interrupted 60 times. And then I'm also feeling guilt. Like, Oh my gosh, she just wants to play with me. I'm the worst mom in the world that I'm not turning around and just dropping yeah, everything like, to play with her. Look at me. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I have to look at you. I feel awful for looking at my phone. <laughs> yeah. And like, Oh yeah. Like the mom spiral starts. Totally. Yeah. We've also noticed, um, this is going to sound super like, Oh my God, I hope not all of your viewers or listeners are going to roll their eyes at this, <laughs> but, um, by adjusting our language, somehow our kids respond better to us. So for example, um, we feel like we were refereeing a lot of the time because the kids spend so much time together that every once in a while, obviously they fight, right? Mm -hmm. And not every time is it because they're really fighting. It's just like, I need to be seen. I need to be heard. I need to be felt type thing. So I'm constantly learning, like, how can I talk to my kids to help them better? Because I don't want to be their referee. Like, they need to figure this stuff out for themselves. Plus, it's super annoying. <laughs> so um, I recently just told Sean, I'm like, I just read this great thing that we can say, better language to um, speak to our kids, that when they come to us running in the next room, first of all, if we hear them fighting in another room, we are not to say everybody calm down in there, or behave yourself or share or whatever. We are to wait until they seek out our help. And then once they come to us, it's a question of, do you actually want me to get involved right now and, and help you figure this out? Or do you just need to, to talk and need me to hear this? And nine times out of 10, it's, I just wanted you to hear me, right? It's, they don't want you to solve their problem. They just wanted you to hear that they were frustrated, right? And give yeah. them a hug. Which is and really, as adults, what we all still I want. Know. You know, like sometimes like when I'm going to Justin, like I'm not looking for him to solve the problem. I yeah. just need to vent. Yeah. yeah. I just want you to hear me, mm -hmm. see me. Yeah. That's like one of the biggest obstacles that we got through in our marriage. I'm like, I don't want you to fix this. I just want you to hear me, bitch. Yeah. And it was like <laughs> just let me say it sucks and say that does suck. Not yeah. how can I fix it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah. most men in general compart compartmentalize. I can never say that word either. Yes. Thank you. It's fine. <laughs> so they want to fix. They want to step in and be like, okay, I have the solution. This is gonna yeah. make you better. Like everything. Example be fine. is that is we have like a catch-all counter that where everything lands there. <laughs> and then if someone's coming over, I'll like put everything in a box and it's like so we have like 15 boxes of just random receipts and who knows what I'm like where did that stuff go he didn't put it where it belonged he's just like uh, I just it's have to fix it put it in a box <laughs> put it away yeah um, but yeah it, it doesn't need to be what needs to be fixed and thought out is like an, an area where everything lives but we haven't got there yet mm -hmm. Anyway, no, that's some really good, that's some really good practical advice. And I do think, and what I've learned a lot talking with you guys is that every situation is so mm -hmm. unique mm -hmm. and that you can't put homeschooling in like one little box. Right. And <laughs> to, every kid is so unique. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's like, it's unique to your family. It's mm -hmm. unique to your financial situation. It's unique yeah. to, you know what I mean? To your child, like everything about it is unique. So it's like, if it's something that you're kind of like, bartering with and figuring out if it's going to be working with or working for you guys it's it's sitting down and going through all those things and like this is how it would look and this is how it would work for us mm -hmm. I, I think like that being flexible and open helps because if you just go in with these expectations and it doesn't go that way you're going to feel like well this didn't work for me Mm -hmm. Or, well, this was awful. Mm -hmm. um, or I screwed up my kid or whatever Well, and it kind of goes with one of the things that Ashley and I always say is you either win or you learn. Mm -hmm. We really try not to focus on like, oh, we lost or we failed or this. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, what information did we gather from that quote unquote failure? What was the lesson? What did we end? learn? Yeah. And then now we know not to make that mistake again. So yeah. again, it's the same thing as a kid and as an adult. We need to like think that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, thank you so much oh, for coming here for and you. sharing all of this and yeah. And just hanging out with you guys has been yeah. fun. I know fun. people didn't hear all the off the, off the <laughs> mic stuff, but it was fun. Um, trust and, us. It was fun. Yeah. And where, where can people find you guys if they want to learn more about this? Cause I feel this, like or, people are going to want to talk to you guys after this. Yeah. yeah. Or well, learn about this or like even what you guys do for a living. Yeah. Right. So we don't claim to be experts on homeschooling for sure. We don't really have um, like information out there teaching about homeschooling. We just kind of live by example. And of course, we field questions from friends and family all the time. But um, yeah, we've loved talking about this. And I mean, we're on Instagram. What's, Come to my house. What's your handle know. on Instagram? At Amanda Wagner. Oh, oh sorry. At I'm Amanda Wagner. I'm like, I am. Yeah. Okay. Amanda Wagner. Not I. We will I put am. this in the show notes too. Yeah. Don't oh, worry. nice. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. And I'm uh, at Sean underscore McLean. Boom. Cool. Yeah. Amazing. And you guys share some of the stuff on your, your Instagram about homeschooling? We do. So we basically are just open books about our life. So you'll see like a gamut of things. You're going to see us with our kids. You're going to see us with our jobs together. Um, sometimes being active. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Oh, um, we have one question that we typically finish off with our guests, okay. and that is, what makes you guys feel badass? You can answer as a couple or individually. <laughs> I know it's hard, right? <laughs> I wish I knew what I it's know. hard. I, I, Ashley actually interviewed me like a around. month ago, and I know that we asked this question, and, and then she asked me, and I'm like, oh, uh, like you think I would have an answer? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it can change all the time. Like yeah. some guests could come back and answer something completely mm-hmm. different within a month's well, time. What's something that right, you, it could be right, like at the gym? It could be anything. Let's see what makes That's me feel true. badass. Um, we'll keep this. Maybe it's related. It's the, at the end of the day, just like a big hug from the girls, just thanking me for something that I helped them with. That's I feel pretty badass. Oh, about that. I love that. Yeah. I was going to say barbell stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I'll go you emotional. Can, you can squat lo- lower than parallel I mean, these it's days. Like, it, whatever works for you, right? Yeah. Like if you like drop the bar and you're, or not drop the bar, like intentionally and you're like, yeah, if that's yeah. what makes you yeah. feel good, then that's what makes you feel good. Like, yeah. I do love finishing a CrossFit class. The rest part's my favorite. (laughs) Um, No, you know what I love talking about too, and this does make me feel badass, is talking about um, childbirth. I love pregnancy and childbirth, and I love the births that I've had. They're both very different, and I just, I don't know, I felt very badass after I delivered our second child in our bed and ate a burrito after. Wow, I'd say. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like superwoman creating a child. My birth just, didn't go so well, but like yeah, my, the same. whole like process, I'm like, I am on fucking fire. I'm creating a human. It's like, wild. Yeah. 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 That's a great mm-hmm. answer. It's the first time somebody's answered that. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Nice. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And don't forget to, to make, make today, today badass. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Badass Podcast. If you could do us a huge favor and head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review, we would be so grateful because you have no idea how much that helps us grow our podcast. Yeah, and as an incentive and a little bonus, we're going to be doing a monthly giveaway and it's going to be kind of a mix of everything that we have to offer. So one month it could be Royally Fit Online, joining our community. It could be from the Badass Boutique. Or maybe even just some like free recipes and like a coaching call or something with us. We will figure it out month by month as we go. So yeah, please go over iTunes, podcast app, leave us a five-star review. And once again, thank you so much for listening. Spare Room Studios.